Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat episode 435. Perry, you know what that means. What does that mean? It means it's the 435th episode. Oh, that's beautiful. My guest today, Per Schneider, hey. Tom Marks. Hello. Back at it again. And over there, 
Brian Altano. Hello, hello. Brian, we've missed you. Where have you been? Uh, yeah. I've been traveling the world doing a travel show called Fast Travel, which you could watch on IGN. We went to Austin and to Norway, and it was a great time, and I also played a lot of video games. Yeah. Let's talk about the skull in the middle of the table. What happened here? Well, so today <laughs> I came in, for those of you on the audio podcast, there's a real human skull right here on the yeah. table. Um, is a uh, poor Horatio. But mm-hmm. uh, no, today I came into the studio, and I noticed there was a skull in the corner of the studio, and I said... I'm gonna put that on the desk. Yeah, why what's, not? What's weird? I never knew that real human skulls had these like lines going through, like almost like they're molded. Yeah, they're that's intelligent great. design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that re- represents the uh, the death of our free time. Once Smash Brothers, Once Smash Brothers comes out, so, topical. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Uh, you might have gotcha, noticed baby. my bow tied friend Tom Marks is on the show this week because Tom has reviewed Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. He's played more Super Smash Brothers Ultimate than anybody else on the planet, excepting, of course, probably Mr. Sakurai. Yeah. And probably um, Brendan Graber. Who's and maybe also, guy. yeah, and also maybe <laughs> Brendan Graber. That's true. That's I don't true. think he's slept much last, last uh, week. <laughs> how many hours do you think you put into it thus far? Uh, Too many. Probably at least 50. 50. Yeah. Wow. 50 hours of Smash. And how many hours have you put into it so far? <laughs> One. Yeah. Uh, me, zero. Brian, Same. zero. Yeah, we haven't had an opportunity to play the game despite the fact that we've had it for a, uh, for a bit. I've um, been hoarding it. Pear and I were talking about it a minute ago uh, in that uh, I came into the, the demo area on Friday where everybody was playing it. And, and with the assumption like, okay, now I will get in my demo time with Smash. Yeah. Um, and just watching the five of you that were in there playing it, I was like, I cannot hang with this. Like, <laughs> it, I, I'm so awful at it to begin with that. Yeah, it's, it's just like, yeah, it's really like dropping wild. into a snake pit, man. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just not. Yeah. That's not the point. You gotta get the snakes out first. That's mm-hmm. not the point of Smash to me. This point of Smash to me is to just like goof off. So yeah. right, right, right. I, I would have welcomed that. That's funny. You, that's what the point of the show is to me. Is just yeah. to get up here and just goof around. Uh, watching people play it has been really cool to see because um i think that this game isn't getting enough credit for how just absolutely gorgeous it is especially in in handheld mode Mm -hmm. it's like rock solid it's very good Um, looking game but i i'm I'm gonna hold on i'm gonna hold you off right there because we we have a whole back half of the show dedicated to smash and i did want to talk about some nintendo news outside of smash before we get into the uh Main it. event. All right, all right, all right. Fighting yeah. puns. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. so this week in Nintendo news, uh, we got our lineup for the December NES uh, uh, virtual. Well, I can't call it the virtual console. What do we Nintendo Switch Online yeah. situation? Uh, we got three new games coming to uh, Nintendo Switch for uh, the NES, and that's uh, Wario's Woods is the yes. first game coming yeah. out. Um, who's got thoughts on Wario's Woods? I haven't played it since I was a tiny child. Uh, uh, I remember it being very strange. I skipped it growing up, but I caught it when I dug it up on the island in Animal Crossing for GameCube. Uh-huh. That was my first exposure to that game. Same. Same. Which was really cool because it was like finding a new NES game. Um, it's a quirky puzzle game, and I sort of like it. I would say like if you're going to take an iconic character from the Nintendo stable and give him his own puzzle game on the NES. It's not as good as Dr. Mario, but it's way better than Yoshi. Okay. That's true. Yeah. Yoshi's Cookie? Yep. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of uh, some of the later Wario games. I really love the uh, the Wario game for um, the GBA. I think that's like such an awesome mm-hmm. like weirdo platformer. I know that this is more of a puzzler, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, puzzler. But, just a little puzzler. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like the Wario franchise could have more life uh, in it if they, if they really play to that concept that it's the anti-Mario platformer that you can't die. Like, yeah. I love that idea so much, but they yeah. haven't done enough with it yet. Yeah, I'd love to see... A, um, I guess we haven't seen Wario in that sense since... Um I can't remember if it was on Wii or Wii, Wii U. U. Right? There was a Wii U Wario game, right? Was it? Wii? I can't remember if it was Wii or Wii, Wii U. Too long. But it was good. A while, though. It's been a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Regardless, either way, we, we haven't seen Wario in a minute. But it was it's nice to have Wario, it back in this form. Wario Land Shake It? Yeah, was that's Wii, it. Was, mm-hmm. the last was that Wii, right? Yeah. Okay. 
That might have been Wii. Yeah. I think and then right. there was the GameCube one made by Treasure. Yeah. Or where he's got all that money yes. on it. Yeah, it was, was like, too. Ah. Yeah, Wii U didn't get anything. It was well, <sighs> yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that too. Uh, okay, <laughs> up next, uh, Ninja Gaiden, which is the thumbs, winner. Two thumbs way yeah. up for me. This is the one that, that if you're on the fence about which one to play this month, Ninja Gaiden is obviously, in my mind, the one to play because it is uh, just so brutal and so yep. fun and so, like... Fondly remembered, I feel like. This game blew my mind as a kid because it had effectively cinematic cutscenes, mm-hmm. um, which were, uh, letterboxed or what, what is it? Widescreened where like there was basically boxes on the bottom mm-hmm. and the top. Yeah. And it was like these basically characters would come in with text and everything and this incredibly awesome swelling music. Um, this game is hard as hell, but oh, so I'm going to cheat my way through it on Switch using save states yeah. <laughs> because of those dreadful hawks that will repeatedly knock you into the pits. The, the birds Just, are, are the, the worst. The hawks, are, the hawks are at the end of this game, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, There's nightmare garbage eagles, and I hate them. Also, <laughs> if you played The Messenger and yes. want to know where that inspiration came from, oh, this yeah. is a really that's a great, great way yeah. to, to yeah. Yeah, that's take a walk point. down memory lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never uh, noticed that the first boss fight takes place in a bar that no one's in. That's weird. And then last but not least, we've got The Adventures... Of Lolo. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know much about Lolo, actually. True I, fact. I've never played it. Yeah, really? No, I've never. Yeah. I was just talking to Damon about it. I'm like, you know what? What I missed? I totally never played Lolo. And he's like, me too. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Sam Claiborne, uh, historically, play it now, though. he loves Lolo. Yes. But, yeah. Lolo. Uh, Lolo. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've never played Lolo. I think this is... And it's a series, right? Yep. Lolo's... There's several in this There's series. so many Lolo's. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I gotta say though, this is, uh, it sounds like not, a book report on Lolo's right? by people who didn't read the book. Yeah. Lolo is the one that <laughs> oh, starts with many of them, and there's, there's two, and there's three. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget about Return of Lolo. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> loves a good Lolo. So it's, it's still not virtual console, but the lineup of games getting good now. I mean, mm-hmm. we're getting yeah. a pretty good library of titles that you can access at all the time. I'm still holding and you out. You didn't even have to rebuy it. That's true. Slowly over the course Super of Nintendo year. games. Yeah. yeah. We will get we will get a sizable library in the NES. Yeah. What what's going to happen in like thirty years though? We'll have the full library Where? in the NES. Okay. We'll have every, every single game. Yeah. Yeah. Good right there on play your at the Senior citizens' home. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, moving on to Fortnite news because uh, not a week goes by where we don't have some Fortnite news. Uh, Season 7 launches uh, tomorrow, or I guess today, if you're listening to watching this on the day that it publishes. Um, but in more Fortnite news, uh, they've announced Fortnite Creative, which is a huge addition to uh, uh, the already expansive Fortnite platform that we yep. have. Uh, we're taking a look here. If you're watching the video version of our show, you can see some of the stuff that's going on in Fortnite Creative. It's a, it's a bit of an expanded and customizable version of Fortnite Playground that was that they played with a little earlier this year. Um, it's a brand new mode that allows you to customize your own private island, which can be saved and used at any time. Uh, it launches uh, the 6th for those of you with Battle Pass and the 13th for those of you without. But what I think is the most interesting is, obviously building is a huge component to Fortnite. This allows you to take all of the in-game assets and create your own maps, your own yep. layouts, mm-hmm. your own strategies and situations. Like uh, one of the things in this sort of BTS video is that they, they, you see somebody has created this giant arena with all these moving pads and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is basically like – you remember when, when Little Big Planet or Mario Maker allowed you to create challenging levels for your friends? Yeah. Yep. Like this is that. But for the biggest game on the planet, which is amazing, yeah. Um, and obviously, huge following on Switch. I, I forget the actual numbers. It was was it like one out of three Switch owners downloaded Fortnite? Something yeah, insane like that. It was big. Um, the cool thing about this too is that it lets you effectively create your own rule systems and rule sets, so you can make up your own mm-hmm. game modes. So I think we're going to see 
just completely insane stuff here. Like yeah. more the more so than just like shooting and building, there'll be like soccer and you know like hide and seek and all yeah. this other weird stuff. That's one of the most exciting things about this to me because people have already made the the Minecraft reference here. Of course, of like oh they're adding sort of Minecrafty stuff, but this system of customizing maps and customizing game modes and using assets is very epic and very unreal. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. it, it is very much in. I mean the, the company you, and the, I understand, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Company I understand the but they're also, also great adjectives. It's true, so, yeah. But yeah, the, yeah, it's very much they're in in Epic marvelous. Games' style, <laughs> <laughs> style. and uh, I'm really happy to see it here, especially because I think back to Warcraft three, and I think back to Minecraft, and those games thrived off of custom modes right. and yeah. custom games and just making weird maps. Even if you go to other systems with like Halo's Forge, Halo Forge yeah. Yeah. totally helps those communities grow more. And it's not like this community needs well, it, to grow more, mm-hmm. but it it's going to really add something new and fresh to this game. You yeah. think about something like Counter-Strike that has so outlived its source material mm-hmm. yeah. and the idea that, that UGC is coming to Fortnite in a game that, that is the biggest game on the planet now, but who knows like what that longevity looks like. But there's, there's huh. things that could potentially potentially be born out of this mode that we'll see 10, 15 years down the line. And I think that's yeah. so exciting. These are, not, yeah, these are not small content updates. I mean, the team must be really big now. And of course, that, that's great. This game is making a lot of money, yeah. right? So it's good that they're putting uh, resources back back into development and not just releasing new like new costume packs and all of that just to make a quick buck. They're actually upgrading the game and adding these major features. This is also like, I mean, really the, the thing yeah. that the Fortnite audience is sort of complains about the most is that there's effectively just one map in that entire game, right? There's right. only one place to play Fortnite, mm-hmm. and it's that big area, and that's it. And everyone's always like, "Give us more." Mm-hmm. Um, there's a possibility here for you to effectively have endless places to play Fortnite. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and that's really cool. Yeah, yep. I mean, it's it's you're shrinking the the entire game size down to 16 players, which will make for like really f- frenetic and like f- like fast and furious sort of gameplay. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you're saying, like it also completely multiplies the amount of game spaces that you have to participate in. Yeah. So yeah, I, think I, do, really cool. I do have to say, technically say Fortnite is not out of beta, and now they're running an early access for a mode in a beta, an alpha in a beta. Yeah, yeah, it drives me crazy. That's a, like the inception of video games. Game labels are the worst. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Hey, what console generation is the Switch in? 14. Right? No one knows. <laughs> Everything it's is weird now. To tell, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, last news story here uh, before we move on to what we're playing. Um, guys, what if Metroid is the question? <laughs> so uh, we have obviously talked ad nauseum about a Metroid Prime trilogy potentially coming to uh, the Nintendo Switch. It'll happen. And we have a, a sort of pie-in-the-sky theory that it'll be one of those things we're hoping – that it'll happen tomorrow night or tonight, I guess, at the Game yep. Awards, and they'll say, and it's available right now. But uh, a new wrinkle in this thread is that Swedish retailer in in it, in it, I don't know, uh, lists <laughs> Metroid Prime Trilogy online and speculates that it'll be announced at the TGAs and released in the spring of 2019. Now they even go so far as to say, "Hey, this is just speculation, mm-hmm. but we have it on good authority that this is coming." Mm-hmm. Um, it's just another in a long line of of signs pointing to the potential of a Metroid Prime Trilogy making its way. To I've, I've heard this rumor from so many different directions now, and it's hard to tell whether they all tell each other and they're all influencing each other. But it's it's been you know, I've heard it from reputable people that it would be that, that it was going to be announced Name early names. in the Come year. On, do it. <laughs> uh, it, it was the president of the United States. Wow! Don't take he, anything he, he says for real. Man, I don't know if we could trust that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was all of them. No, but um, oh, no, the comments. It's been uh, it, it's 
it's going to happen. Metroid Prime 4 is not going to be done for a while. And what a, what a perfect little collection to go yeah, bold over. Yeah. Yeah. And, and pull off. And it's going to look gorgeous. When Zach and I will be at the Game Awards wearing suits. And I'm trying to do the math on how to fit a Switch into the jacket <laughs> somewhere. So I can just immediately start downloading it. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's going to be an, and it's available now. Why, mm. why are you so mean? Because they're going to, they're going to do a retail release of this thing. What? Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you think they'll release them all three? I'm not saying that it's like. Oh, free. you're right. The retail release. Yeah. Yep. Damn it. Then retailers would have already leaked it and uploaded it to yep. servers somewhere. And mm-hmm. right, retailers. That's what you're doing now. Okay. I won't bring my Switch <laughs> well, to the Game Awards. Yeah. I probably still bring will. it because they'll be like uh, Box Boy Four. Yeah. You think that's that worth? Yeah. Yeah. Right. That'll move the needle. Yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of Box Boy, I love a good Box Boy. That's not the game that I've been playing this mm-hmm. week, but we have been playing a lot of games this week. Um, and we're gonna kick it off with a little game that we've oft mentioned on this show, and that game is called. It's not a game. No, that's a different game. We play that later. This game, it's the first game. I just want you to say it because I always have such a hard Greece? time. Greece. Oh, is it Greece? Greece. Greece. Well, okay. Previously on this show, previously on NBC, Pear has announced it with a French flourish. I thought it was. I thought it was French gris, gris, the color gray, which figures heavily yeah, in sure. that game. Yeah, but it's a Spanish game, right? So uh-huh. it's it's not French. It's gris. So to backtrack real quick. Uh, when we first started talking about this, this game, we did that d- dumb bully thing where we all just laughed about the name of it and we were like, oh, funny game, and then sure. we moved on. We're all playing it now, and it is one of my favorite games this year yep. that just kind of snuck in under the radar in December, uh, and it's uh, easily one of my favorite indie games I've played on Switch, period. Yep. It's one of, it's probably got some of the best art direction of any video game I've ever played. It's just completely stunning. It's incredibly uh, watercolory. Everything looks hand-drawn. Yeah. It's got this beautiful canvas filter to it, and it's effectively... I would say a like a puzzle platformer it's a little is bit like an inside, just not as dark and serious yeah. as inside, but and like that sort of puzzle setup. It's got some right? notes, yeah. some, some 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 flavors of some journey. I would say a little yeah. bit little, hints. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah just little a little smattering. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Essentially, what we're talking about here is a physics-based puzzle platformer, right? Like, this is a a very like I won't say simple because some of the puzzles, some of the things that you need to do to to make your way up to higher levels and and obtain some of the more hidden things are particularly tricky. Yeah. Um, and you're restoring color to this black and white world, which adds this dynamic that is is just striking yep. and so uh, pretty. Yeah, and I, like I was wash, talking to, the color washes. Yeah, over I was it, talking yeah. to Brian about it this morning, and I probably played mm, maybe about ninety minutes of it mm-hmm. last night before I had to go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But um, it just—it's a striking, emotionally moving game. Just in a what little it does narratively from the outset, you don't really know who you're playing as, what the goal is, like why you're going on this journey. But B, it makes you think really quickly right off the bat. Like yeah. you really have to like start noodling this stuff out right away. And and I, I was super impressed with the time it's, that I've It's a very it. bleak world that becomes more and more beautiful as you play. And I really appreciate that. And the mechanics are simple. I don't think it pushes back too much, but it also isn't like stupid. Like the puzzles are just smart enough that you feel accomplished when you get through them. The music feels like something that would like – play behind a tom york solo album like it's really really good um and i was thinking about why i love this game so much and i think it's because it mostly doesn't look like a video game and video Mm -hmm. games always look Mm -hmm. like video games and that's because people who make video games love video games and they're only using so many engines but this looks like something that like was made by a bunch of people that love going to art museums and i know that sounds kind of snooty but uh it's it's a really special really beautiful game 
I really urge you guys to check it out. It's only on Switch Ooh. and PC. Yeah. Uh, so you have, you have yeah. a great opportunity and to play it if you have a Switch. And it's not an old Steam port, right? It's a brand new game. Brand new game. Uh, like visually, I'm getting a little Monument Valley, a little Gorgor, yeah, yeah, like yeah. very artistic uh, flavor, but like yep. it is not a, it's not a fussy game, right? It's a, it's a very straightforward kind of um, puzzle game mm-hmm. in a way. And you don't have like lives or anything like that. There yeah. isn't really a lot of pushback. Um, it's just a really, just a really cool thing to get through. Yep. Whoever's playing right now is having a tough. Just ball. having a uh, just yeah. having a rough. It happens. Time. Um, <laughs> so what? This is out on the thirteenth of December. It's sixteen ninety nine. That's correct. Yeah, totally worth it. Please yeah. check that out. I, mm-hmm. It's easily made its way in my top ten. I can't yeah. wait to play more of it and finish it. I, you know, I speaking to the simplicity. I, I have only gotten you. You get power ups and stuff as you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've only gotten obtained one right now. Um, Did you get the machine gun? No. <laughs> yeah. There's no machine gun. Uh, but I will say that it, it's the kind of game, like in a similar vein as Journey, that I feel like this is the kind of game that I would show a non-gamer and be like, mm. play this to have an idea of like what video games can really yes. do in terms of like art direction and emotional like beats, you know, things like that. Yeah. yeah. One last yeah. thing I want to add: um, play this on a big TV if you can, because I think it has it does really wonderful things with sense of scale, um, mm-hmm. where it starts on something that feels like a very intimate setting and then pulls out, and you're in this massive tower. Um, and it does that really well, which I'm sure translates well to handheld mode as well. But play it, play it on a big screen if you can. It's my dog's favorite game. I'll, you play this. I, I, I so I played a demo a while back. I yeah. haven't had a chance to dive into the full thing yet. But Tom, let let rest assured, this is a very it's Tom a Marxian game. game. Yeah. It's a this very Marxian. Marxian. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is totally my jam. Yeah. And everything I've played of it so far totally echoes along with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I really do appreciate about it is a lot of the time when you get platformers that are super artsy like this the platforming is sort of mediocre yeah mm-hmm. and i don't think that's the case here no nope. yep. it feels really good yeah it yeah. feels good to jump in yeah. this game about yeah. jumping which is a good thing and to, to have. smash yeah. things with yes. the, yeah. the block that they show mm-hmm. yeah yep. uh okay moving on uh who amongst us is playing this war of mine complete edition me ah brian has anyone so, else had any experience with this game i or played franchise? it okay cool. way way back when yeah, yeah, yeah haven't had an opportunity to play it we previously gave this game an 8.4 yep um now it's come to switch it's out now it is 40 dollars, and i want you to tell me about yeah, it Yeah. so this game is really beautiful uh in a very very different kind of way a very sort <laughs> of uh, painterly kind of bleak as hell uh survival game uh, that effectively doesn't really show you so much of the apocalypse on the outside and is more about the stuff that happens indoors in these kind of shelters. I would say it's like it's part side-scrolling The Last of Us and part Fallout Shelter. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about inventory management. It's about um, human relationship management. Uh, there's a lot of stuff here that's like very dark and grim. Like you'll be sort of tasked with finding medicine or building uh, like a, a cooking stove to save your daughter who's dying. So it's not like – like a, the feel-good game you want to play on a Saturday afternoon, but it's definitely something that will command your attention. I, I'd even go as far as to say as if you want to be real sad a little bit while you play yeah. a video game. Oh. Yeah. I uh, thought you were going to say it's the war game we need. No, yeah, that just <laughs> popped up. But no, yeah, it is a – bleak is the right word for it. It it makes you do – make very, very tough, terrible choices yep. sometimes. And so this is the complete edition. It effectively packages all of the DLC that's ever existed for this game plus any future content that they want to roll in and puts it under one roof, which is uh, crumbling and dilapidated. And it looks as nice <laughs> as the original version. Like yeah. the Switch port looks good. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it looks great. It's runs pretty, well pretty, on yeah. in handheld mode. Um, it, yeah, I really like this game. And I'm not really like the biggest like Fallout Shelter fan, but there's something about this game that's, that keeps grabbing me because I think it's just like – 
uh, really stark and really beautiful. And also it constantly sort of nudges you to keep exploring and looking for more and more cool stuff uh, nice. and rewards you for, for being patient and taking care of the people in your world. So awesome. check this one out. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of interesting art direction, coming up next, we've got a game that Pear teased last week, was very interested yeah. in, um, and that is Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom. Now, when I said Monster Boy to Tom, Tom said, I played that and I didn't like it, but he was talking about Wonder Boy, which ah. is a different game. However, they are tied together, and that is... Yes. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. It's an homage. This is an homage, but didn't one of the one didn't one of the Wonder the, Boy the Wonder boys Boy work on the Monster Boy game? Kind of. He's the <laughs> consultant. Of okay. It. So okay. he he was involved, and it's a spiritual successor, if you. Will. And Wonder Boy was on Switch, yes. yes, near the launch, and it's the one that allowed you to switch between modern the, graphics, the and, remake, and, yes, right. yeah, so yeah. it's a classic game. So Mon- Monster Boy is is very similar. Okay. Uh, obviously, a little bit more, you know, upgraded on the in the visual department. There's no throwback mode in this one, mm-hmm. um, but like a kind of like a classic platformer if if you had the power of today's consoles kind of like taking a rayman more painterly approach to a platformer but then going back to the super nes days of platforming where you know you backtrack to find a secret Mm -hmm. or you get a new power up to let you do new things um and in in this case the power ups are either tied to items like shoes that let you sink underwater and walk underwater like in the legend of zelda or Mm -hmm. you know different Characters that you can take on, like yeah, right. So each of, the, each of the characters has different innate abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the boy, you have a good sword, but as the as the pig, you can use your uh, heightened sense of smell to find secrets and and uh, arrows that'll point you how, like how to get around the world. Right? You sniff um, out some poots. Those are the only yeah. Those are the only two characters that I've had an opportunity to play so far. But uh, yeah, I feel like this is like sort of a weird side-scrolling Legend of Zelda inspired. You're not crazy about it, right? Because I really I like. Love I like it too. I don't yeah. love it, but I don't. I don't hate it. Like, can we can we all agree that the like Japanese animated 1980s uh, intro in this game the is intro incredible, is amazing. Yeah. Like, the animation the, looks great. Yeah, there's, they, they threw in like a basic, basically an 80s cartoon yeah. animation. <laughs> but I don't particularly care for the art style. Mm. Like, mm. I think that that, and this is not to mock mobile games, but it looks to me like a mobile game from like 2007. Like that sort of like. The way that the enemy designs are and like, it just looks a Very little- Very sharp and papery. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah. It looks a little, not archaic, but like a little out of place. No, I can on the see Switch that. these days. Um, I did enjoy the first couple of boss battles that I faced off against. I thought they were very cool. Um, I haven't decided whether or not I'm going to continue playing it. I don't want to hang it up just yet because even looking at a trailer like this today, I see a lot of abilities and gear that I haven't had an opportunity to experiment with, which means that it'll probably open up a lot more moving yeah, forward. Um, I, I like this game a lot. I think my biggest issues with it are um, pacing. Um, when you're just playing as like the pig for a while, um, yeah. it's not – it's boring. Very fun. Yeah, yeah it's boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but then you start getting more and more characters and it gets more fun. There's also arbitrary spikes in difficulty that yeah. really push back and then kick you back to a checkpoint that's kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised that even even that first squid boss that you fight was like I got taken out in the first boss and I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. So there's a section a little past that that I died on like 16 times in a row and I'm oh, like, what's man. wrong with me? And then I pushed through it. Um, but I actually really like it. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna finish it. I don't cool. know if I'll go and get all the collectibles, but there's a lot to do here if you're into it. Yeah, yeah. I'm digging it. It's 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 pricey. I yeah. mean, it's forty bucks, right? So mm-hmm. it's almost the price of like a full new Mario retail game or something like that. Mm-hmm. But but there is, uh, you know, as the trailer says, there's 15 hours of gameplay in there as estimated for the uh, the the quest. Um, 
Yeah, I think I'll finish it too. I'm I'm enjoying it so far. I like the mechanics. It feels good. The platforming is precise, and some of the abilities are really cool. Cool. You know, it's got that kind of Castlevania whip swimming swinging stuff yeah. with the frog's tongue in it. And uh, now you're digging it. You told me earlier today you'd give it about a seven point five. Yeah, right now it's sitting at about. It's a good game. It's yeah. sitting at about an eight point eight on Metacritic. Yeah, um, and really according to, to the notes here. Uh, Zach says 10 out of 10. Did you put that on there? Yeah, I, you trolling I, I, me? I did put that there. Pear loves yeah, to troll really me. Spiking that Metacritic, Pear, Zach. Pear loves to troll me in the notes. Uh, Pear, yeah. you wanted to talk about a couple of race car games. Yeah. Uh, tell us about uh, Gear Gear Club Unlimited 2 and yeah. um, Horizon Chase Turbo, please. Yeah, I, I mean, it's no it's no secret that the, uh, the racing game lineup for the Switch has been a bit anemic. And that, yeah. that's something that, you know, happened on Nintendo's previous consoles, too, where, you know, at one point we had, like, Boss Game Studios making Pro Race Driver. We had the, uh, the um, you know, we had Kemco making the Top Gear games, all of that stuff. Um, and, you know, as F-Zero went away and we only got Mario Kart, we didn't really see that many racers on Nintendo consoles. So yeah, it was weird to see a Nintendo Switch or a Nintendo handheld launch without, like, a, a sizable library of racing games. Which yeah. Is- Par for the course. Now, one one reason why we're not seeing a lot of the the Sims on this machine is they probably didn't sell very well in the past on Nintendo consoles, and then the console does not have analog triggers for right. the buttons, so yeah. you don't get that gas pedal feel. And so, playing Gear Club Unlimited Two, which is a sequel to a game that was a mobile game ported to the Switch, competent port, competent racing game. Um, this is a little. It's it's an upgrade to the original, but it's very very similar in look and feel. Yeah, yeah. I've been playing this too. I like it a lot. I think it's one of the prettier games on Switch for sure. Yep. Um, yeah, it is. I don't know if it like reaches Forza levels. Of, no, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean it doesn't. And it, it I mean graphics wise for sure. Obviously, there's no yeah. like 4K HDR going on. Here. Right. But from what I played, I did. I played probably about five or six races so far, and um, progressing through the campaign, I'm only at like one or two percent. Yeah. So there's a lot there to do uh customizing your cars is cool you can build out your garage and all that kind of stuff but it is it it falls more on the side of simulation racing than it does arcade racing and so you have to keep that in mind because i've always been more of like an arcade racer guy but i there's enough here that i like um how do you feel about just actually driving and power turns and and, you know whatever they call them full disclosure I'm i'm a big gearhead when it comes to racing games you know i play a ton of forza i love the gran turismo series in the past mm-hmm. um <laughs> but you know horizon the, the full forza series this definitely models itself after forza complete with a, a a rewind system right when you crash you can rewind yourself oh. the it's very helpful for me the physics and, and it has a by default it has a bunch of assists turned on which you should turn off because the game is actually not that hard to control i but disagree i feel like the <laughs> i put them I all like, on and i'm a good boy racer now all right i feel like the physics model is not very good like it it you know when you when you're steering it's almost like you can play this game as well with a d-pad as with a stick which mm-hmm. is an issue like it it, it kind of feels a little weird the steering that said this is not a newbie developer you know eden games uh it's a rebooted company it used to be eden studios well way back in the days they made test drive they made v rally so it's these guys love racing games and you can see that love for cars in here because the models are gorgeous mm. it has this whole shop mode you can upgrade your cars it's got um it's got some really nice tracks in it so it's it i, I would say it's a good game it doesn't quite live up to like you know the grandness of these games that cost a hundred million dollars plus to make yeah right. smaller game but it commands the same price tag it's 60 bucks that's it's true it's out yeah. now yeah i mean i think if, if you're on if you're on switch and you want a forza style game this is the best probably that you'll ever yeah. get so it's i i would say it's it's pretty good i'm i'm having fun with it i'm going to keep on playing it but it don't expect that kind of 
you know that that high level of gloss that you would get from the biggest racers, um, or even some of the games from like Ubisoft mm-hmm. that that weren't quite as as good. What about the other racing game? Also? Yeah, how about that other one? <laughs> so there's one racing game uh, that I like a, a lot more. That's Horizon Chase Turbo, and I mentioned Top Gear already. This is basically an homage to mm-hmm. top gear mm. down to the music like when you start playing it if you play top gear back on the on the uh-huh. super nes it sounds like it it is less of a racing game more of kind of like an arcade like action game where you you don't really have to slow down for the curves you just have Sweet. to press life and uh, left and right at, yep. the, at the right time i uh i think that like this this basically if you ask the question on switch like how do you make a game look as realistic as forza these guys were like you don't you make it hyper stylized mm-hmm. uh, this is a game that started out i believe as a mobile game and then got ported to other is now getting ported to other consoles and yep. ipad and stuff like that um but this is the complete version it's got a whole bunch of new modes and stuff like that it's also what is it nine it's a third of the price of gear club and it's mm-hmm. So it's it runs at sixty, and it's honestly, I mean, it. My son walked by and goes, "Oh, this is gonna make me hurl just watching." Really, it. it's like super fast, like <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. you know, like that F zero speed, and yeah. and it, it it gets very very crazy. It's definitely a nod to like early late late eighties, early nineties, like almost Sega arcade games, like stuff like Outrun as well. Even the way the car flips over, huh. the way the yep. Horizon line dips, cruising USA, cool. that kind of yeah, style. yeah yeah. Um, it's this this is no pun intended. Way more my speed is in terms of being like a goofy arcade racing game. Um, I, but it also gets pretty tough. I think it it just matches the Switch. More more you know like with with gear club you do have to you have the racing lines and they don't function that well but you you it tells you <laughs> when to slow down for curves and all that but you kind of feel that you miss that nuanced control over throttle and and, and brake and this mm-hmm. game doesn't need that it's on or off you either go full speed or you don't go at all because you crash and then you have your like turbo boost and you kind of got to manage how often you use it yep. just like in a game like f-zero um this is this is so much fun i'm really right digging on this game. and there's yeah. split screen multiplayer in that too or it yeah like so. that's cool i haven't tried that but yeah uh horizon chase turbo uh twenty dollars out now with the pair schneiders yeah i like it. approval now gentlemen it's time for freaking Smash, my dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, yeah, you've you've reviewed the Smash Brothers Ultimate game. I have. You've man. given it a nine point four. That Woo! is a number, which on the IGN scale means amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Two yeah. thumbs way up for Smash, according to Tom. Tom. So this is not as good as Celeste. Why so good? <laughs> very good. Very, very thank good. Thank you. Thank you. Tom, well, Celeste why, wasn't why, in it. So. Why so good? Uh, what, do you, what do you like about Smash? I, a lot of things, man. It's just <laughs> such a like pure great party game uh that has the beating heart of a really complex fighting game within it Mm. and i think that is what is so impressive about smash and why i've loved smash from the very first one Mm -hmm. uh because nintendo never intended the smash bros series to be this hyper competitive thing at evo and all this stuff but They've sort of finally come to terms with the fact that it is, Mm. uh, and it feels like this game in particular sort of embraces both sides of the coin in a way that they never really have and then just decided, let's put everything in it, and they just threw as much stuff as they could. Every fighter from the series, there's 108 levels. Mm -hmm. Uh, All of those levels, except for the Final Destination and Battlefield ones, uh, have... Omega versions, which means their Final Destination version, and then Battlefield versions. So there's really like closer to 300 plus levels if you want to count it that way. Uh, there's the spirits, you know, those little stickery guys, the replacement for trophies. The spirits are, there are 13. 
1,500 spirits to collect. What? Like, I think it's actually like 1,297. But like, yeah, (laughs) there's an insane amount. And most of those, not all of them, because some of them are just for show, but most of those have an associated battle with it that is like a custom battle to try to emulate that spirit. Right. Uh, So, for example, the Snorlax spirit is a giant gray King K. Rule that can't move and doesn't do anything and you just have to kill him in two minutes like you have to destroy him before he can uh, before time's up yeah i like these these sort of um uh estimated challenges or or like like replacement challenges where they they charge you with capturing a spirit but it's they pick the closest characters to them right like so the one that Mm -hmm. that sticks out to me and i think i mentioned this on the show before but the one that that i always think about uh is you can unlock Hal Emmerich from the Metal Gear Solid series, and the fight to unlock him is Dr. Mario and Rob the Robot, yeah. which I think is like really great. Yeah. It's really the, funny. Can, like, can I say my favorite one? Yeah, of course. My favorite spirit I found in the entire game so far, and I there are probably five to six hundred I have not seen, and that's having spent 24 full hours in World of Light, which is the <laughs> adventure mode. But uh, 24 full hours. It took me to beat it, yeah. And I had 84% completion. Good gravy. Yeah, it's an insanely long adventure mode, but we can get to that. My favorite spirit in the entire game was Ness's dad. Oh, yes. And Ness's dad, like from... Do you like remember? Ness, yeah, because yeah, you, you just call him. Like, you never yeah, see him, you never right? see him in yeah. the game. It's a so phone. the spirit picture is a phone. <laughs> and the fight itself... Is you're fighting a Ness and an invisible solid snake. Oh, that's great. Because <laughs> it's an absentee it's a, dad. Yeah, absentee so dad you have is to, invisible. You have to kill the solid <laughs> snake because he's an invisible dad. That's so smart. It's so funny, and that one is. It feels really like hard. rules that like a little kid would make up. Yeah. But I mean that in the best way possible. <laughs> but there's so many, and we, we're not gonna. We don't want to spoil anymore. We're gonna but go over every so, single one. They're so, so are they, clever. It's like it's almost like these characters are cosplaying as like other characters. Are they basically like, like collectible stickers or like cards? Like what are they? What form do they take? The are vast they, majority of them are usable. They're equipable. Okay. So there's either primary spirits, and you equip a primary spirit, and then the primary spirit has up to three slots for. Hey, there's the Snorlax fight. Uh, the primary spirit has up to three slots for. Uh, support spirits which right. will just like add a little ability to you and the but primary can, spirit also gives you stats is there's that sort of like museum element to it where you can go in and read about them and like find history on them because uh, that's one of the things i really liked about the the trophies in smash Bros. yeah not nearly as much of that but there is a gallery where you can flip through them oh, and cool. all of the art is as far as i can tell from source material oh, cool. uh so the art is really really cool and they have an absurd amount of these, you know, only Snake is only in one Metal Gear character in the game, but there are at least a dozen Metal Gear themed spirits that you right. can collect. They let, they let Bowser on an airplane. Yeah. yeah. They, you know, the, the powers they'll buff you. For example, there's one that helps your buoyancy, right? And like right. you have to fight on a water level where, where, where you instantly sink and die in the water. Unless and you so have the buoyancy. Then guy. you equip the buoyancy to help yourself. So and- it, it's like a countermeasure. And there's a lot of that in World of Light and when you're fighting other spirits. So, you know, some spirits will be the floor is electric or the floor is poison or the floor puts you to sleep. And then mm-hmm. you've got to find spirits that are immunity to sleep Counter or immunity to, that, to poison. Right. Mm-hmm. The World of Light gets a little thin. And in in that sense, you know, a lot of the time you'll get a spirit that is immunity to poison floors. And then immediately the next flight fight is, oh, this is a poison, poison floor, floor level. So it's a little bit on the nose. that way yeah, yeah it's a little on the nose but uh seeing what the characters were translated into fights never stopped being amusing sure. yeah. that part of it was 
always it was novel it was a novelty like a little but jo- it was so cool yeah it's, it's an inside joke, joke in a yeah. lot of ways where you go like oh that's what they're doing right. and they have such obscure characters in this game too it's insane so tom uh you've detailed the myriad of things that are in within this game um this is definitely the biggest smash to date i think 100 so. the biggest smash is it the best smash i think that's a personal question uh, for huh. me, didn't mean to offend. Whoa! <laughs> so, so like for example, I like, like I was talking about. Everyone kind of wants something different from Smash, and Smash tries to deliver on to all of those okay. people. Uh, if you're talking to the competitive community, Brawl was significantly worse than Melee. Yeah. But I thought Brawl was way better than Melee, just because of how much more it offered in Subspace Emissary, or maybe not better, but I should say I enjoyed mm-hmm. Brawl. A lot more than Melee just because of how much more there was in the game and because I wasn't at EVO fighting in tournaments, right? Sure. That's not what I wanted from Smash at that time. Uh, I think that this is undoubtedly the best one at least since Melee mm-hmm. um, and probably there will be people out there who think that Melee is still a better game and that's more power to them because that game is – there's no Smash Bros. game including this one that is as fast and as sharp as Melee is. Melee really had that core of a fighting game. Right clearer than any other one but they have done more in ultimate to make it faster and punchier and a little bit like more hard-hitting than the wii u version mm-hmm. and that makes us have this really really amazing balance where it still feels very accessible and it still feels very cool but also uh yeah at its core it is a better fighting game too mm-hmm. and i really appreciate that yeah i think ultimately like the most hardcore smash brothers fans will determine whether right. this one sticks like melee did i yeah. mean part of me thinks that nothing ever will because yeah. they they they've locked into their 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 rhythm and then that's, that's the that's feel it. they like yeah so exactly it feels exactly the same but, but this I, one is giving the best shot any has yet that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome i i'm i'm like really torn on this franchise in general because i have tremendously positive happy memories about melee because at the time of my life I was like, I had a bunch of, I was younger and I had friends coming over and we were drinking beer all the time. And like, now I'm an old man with a, like a wife and a kid that can't play video <laughs> games. And like, I, I, I don't have a group of people to play Smash Brothers with in my apartment all the time. Yeah. I mean, I could invite them over. It'd just be weird. If only you worked somewhere where hundreds <laughs> no, of people I know. wanted to I know. play Smash all the time. I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of the massive audience out there that does not work in yeah. the IGN editorial. I understand. Bit. And they, I, I want to know like, what, what does this game service to someone like me outside of the, 24 hour long you okay. know, world yeah. of light I got an answer for you like when when I grabbed the game from Tom to play with it the first thing I did was go into the jukebox mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. it's just like for someone who doesn't have friends over to play it's just such a great museum such a great nostalgia trip yeah just all the stuff that's in there it's just enjoyable seeing the stages seeing the characters and then like the music is insane you, you and I were tweeting about that recently yeah. about how like that's actually I love Smash Brothers as being a celebration of all things yep. Nintendo and even if the core gameplay as like a multiplayer brawler is not really something that I have space for anymore. I'm there because of all the other encyclopedic stuff and all the the character stuff and all of the cool items yeah. and everything like that. And in that way, World of Light delivers. Okay. So yeah, I- let's let's get into the adventure mode a little bit. I think the the question that that most people want to know is. How analogous is World of Light to Subspace Emissary, and does it compare? Is it better? Is it worse? Like, what do you think? It, because, like, Subspace Emissary yeah. is such a near and dear 
like single player adventure mode to a lot of Smash fans that I think this World of Light reveal that we're watching right now was a little bit of a question mark to folks. Yeah, uh, and I will say also for the person alone in your house, there is online play. It was His name not is me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, the online play was not uh, live when mm. we had the game before launch, so it just went live as of the posting of this today. Uh, so we'll have to see. Or I guess the game comes out on Friday, excuse me. Yeah. So it'll be live on Friday, um, and we'll have to see how that goes. World of Light, though, it's tricky, man. Like, it, it's it's interesting because Sakurai even said when they announced it, this is a gameplay-focused mode. This is not as story-heavy, and right. it's really true. This is – there's something called the spirit board in in Ultimate where it's So it's just, actually it's a Ouija board. You can get those yeah. anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ghost wall. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's just a bunch of random spirits. It's like between six and ten, depending on how many slots you've opened up. Uh, and they just cycle in and out, and you just do spirit fights, and that's it. Yep. World of Light is honestly not much different from that. It's huh. just a series of spirit fights over and over and over okay. and over and over. But these spirit fights are distributed in very interesting and thematic ways on a huge world map board. Got it. Uh, so that's – that's kind of what it is, is all you're doing is just a series of fights and you do more fights and you level up your spirits and you get stronger and then you can do better fights. And so – And then they boss battles obviously. And then yeah. that's, Some the non that's the trick. Right? There are boss battles. Mr. Uh, Hand. But the boss battles are all available in classic mode too okay. as far as I know. I see. So just did, this, that. did this take you 24 hours because it's hard or because it just keeps going or both? The second one. Uh, it yes. just <laughs> keeps going. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, it is – it got – Really repetitive and old to me. Eventually, okay. The like I said, seeing the new spirits, seeing those new fights, never stop being novel. And the world design and the the theme of the maps Map, yeah. is so cool. But at a certain point, about ten or so hours into the game, I had a maxed out team of spirits. I had a spirit that gave you gives you super armor, which means that you move really slow, but you don't get flinched from hits, and you don't ever basically get knocked away until you have like a hundred plus percent damage okay. wow. which makes the game absurdly easy because every fight you just don't care what they're doing to you charge a smash attack and knock them away and you right. win um and basically and i didn't use that the whole time but basically my about 10 hours in my strategy didn't change for the next 14 um and it was still amusing to see stuff but you hit a point in this game where all you're jumpy. doing all you're doing is collecting spirits and all you're doing is leveling those spirits up and at a certain point you hit a point you hit a spot where you don't need to level them up anymore and you don't need to collect anymore so what you're really doing is just doing these fights that are easy forever um and it's a shame that it becomes such a slog because the boss fights and especially those dungeon areas that we were talking about are so cool mm -hmm. and especially the end of world of light if you're a Smash Bros. fan, I cannot stress this enough. You need to finish the game. You need to finish the adventure mode because the end of World of Light made the grind worth it for uh -huh. me. Interesting. But it was still a grind. Yeah, you, were, okay. you were saying even if like you're not even the biggest Smash Bros. fan, but you're just a huge Nintendo fan in general. Yeah. It's worth is, what do you fight Shigeru Miyamoto at the end of the game? Yes. Ooh, spoilers. You no. heard it here first. Um, Somebody and, and should finally gonna... teach that guy a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not going to spoil anything with the end. I just want to say like it is – if you're getting about – like if you're 20 hours into this and you're like, I don't want to keep going, just try to push through because it's really – Just really hire someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you unlock see, I felt the same way about Subspace Emissary though. Mm. I, I really enjoy these games playing against friends but the single-player modes kind of start to lose me after a while. Yeah. And yeah. and, and Subspace was only what? Like seven to ten hours yeah. long and yep. this was – this took Mitchell uh, Mitchell Saltzman who was going for a little bit more completion than I did. Like I said, I had like 84 percent. He had – 
almost 100, and it took him like 35-plus hours to do yeah. that. And for 100%, it, can you go back to spots that you didn't like fill out? And Yeah. Okay. You, you, it, it's the type of thing where when you win the game, you can just kind of keep going exploring. Okay. That makes sense. Like, I, <sighs> that actually sounds really awesome. It's, it's cool. It's a lot, but... And I also admit that I imagine it's different when you don't have to beat it in a weekend like mm-hmm. I did, right? Like I played this straight... If you're playing World of Light in in more bite-sized chunks over a month or so, it's probably a much more enjoyable way to do it. Uh, but it's still just – at a certain point, you hit progression that just stops, and that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I will say you know, I've historically many times said on this show that I'm not the world's biggest Smash fan, um, that I'm a casual Smash fan. I like to jump in and play when you know we're playing here in the office, something yeah. like that. Um, the idea that the story mode, the adventure mode alone is 24, 25 hours in an era of Red Dead mm-hmm. and um, Assassin's Creed and all these, you know, 80 plus hour games is like, even our fighting game has to have a story, <laughs> story mode? Like, yeah. damn, man, like, cut me some slack. Um, but my, m- equally, my hype level has been rising yeah, for this game. Like, just the more, the more I hear about it, the more I see it, the, the closer that it gets to the release date, the more I'm getting invested into the idea of like, hell, maybe I'll try to get actually good at this smash and contend with some <laughs> of my coworkers because I'm tired of getting obliterated every time. But, War- yeah. World of Light uh, made me worse at Smash Bros. Because I had that super armor and yeah. there's a skill tree in it. So I had super armor. I could hold smash attacks charged forever. They sm- charged quicker. They healed me. They poisoned an enemy. And every time I got a final smash, I got two final smashes. So you can't. So take- I was just crazy <laughs> overpowered. Yeah. So you can't take the spirit equipables into multiplayer battles. Oh, okay. Okay. They, it's just, I was gonna say that just seems. Do, you can't do the skill tree at all in okay. multiplayer. Got it, got it, you got can it. take spirits well, in, but it's a hundred percent optional. You right. totally don't need to do it. And also, like, I, why would I want to fight you with all that? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I mean, unless like I'm the best Smash Brothers player in the but world. You and me could both do not. it, right? We could both yeah. be like, all right, I'm gonna take Gino, and you can take whatever you want, spirit, yep. and. Gino, by the way, is very intentionally overpowered. He's like one yeah, of the best spirits you get, and I'm almost positive it was because they were like, "All right, you get you that's get Gino apology. in some form." Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say like, does that sort of scratch the itch of all the characters that people are asking for that they're not getting? Like, no, I think uh, I think the spirit fights scratch that itch a little bit, but not really. Like Gino's spirit fight is you're fighting basically the whole cast of Super Mario RPG. Like there's a white Kirby as Mallow and stuff oh, like oh, that. So great. It's, it's really cute, right? Um, but it really, it sounds like being a kid and playing with action figures and not having everything and being like, oh, uh, this guy from G.I. Joe is right. Shredder I mean, is from not, Ninja Is that right. not the premise when yeah. you boil it down to it? Like Smash is about a kid playing with his action yeah, figures absolutely. and just yeah. mashing them all together. Or sure. a man, a real big adult man with his toys. Just it's pair. Doing, the, other, the other thing I was going to say. Amiibo. <laughs> <laughs> The other thing I'd say on the Subspace Emissary comparison is uh, the cutscene that they used to announce the game is at the beginning of World of Light. Okay. And then there's like one cutscene in the middle and one cutscene at the end and that's it. So we don't, so we don't get to see a bunch of those little vignettes that we've come to know and love. None of those uh, are in that's World That's too of bad. I was hoping to see a lot more of those. I love Whenever the idea. Whenever you unlock one. Yeah, too. Mario yeah. And, and Samus and yeah. Mega Man teaming up. I love up a and like, short film. Yeah, I love, you know, I'm just a real <laughs> film school boy. It feels like a little bit of a missed opportunity based on how good those animations were, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. none of them are, are in it. Yeah, Counterpoint, we had a, they're probably very expensive. We had a, well, <laughs> so good, we had a question that I actually didn't put in the question block, but now I wish I had, and I apologize if you were out there asking it, but... Uh, they said, you know, with these cutscenes being so 
dramatic and so beloved by the fan base. Like, why doesn't Nintendo take a shot at directing the Mario movie? Why go to a third party? And I think it's probably prohibitively expensive. And I think that Nintendo is maybe better at telling these little vignettes than they are mm-hmm. at like telling like a full fledged, you know, right. Smash Brothers story or something like that. Right. My my brother works for an animation studio. Your and uncle works like, at Nintendo. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I'll just say. You would be shocked how expensive 10 seconds of animation is. It is mind-bogglingly expensive to animate just a two-minute cutscene. Oh, yeah. I I can only imagine. I I did want to ask one last – did you – No, no. I I want to hear more about characters. But what – like playing this much of this game, what's your main character now? Bowser. Bowser? I didn't – I so my main character for every Smash Bros. ever – Yeah. My main character for every Smash Bros. ever has been Kirby. Yeah. Uh, I love Kirby. I always use DDD and Meta Knight. I used Sonic for a little while, but I don't anymore. Uh, Bowser in this game, they made him go from kind of crouched over Bowser to mm-hmm. more upright Odyssey Bowser. Ah. And his moveset's a little different. He's a little faster, and I just fell in love with him. Also, his side A is just a drop kick. Oh, that mm-hmm. rule. And it is so fun to drop kick people as Bowser. How, <laughs> how's the stuff that's been integrated since like the Switch era? Like the Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild stuff, the Cappy stuff from Mario? Like, Yeah, it's interesting. Cappy kind of hasn't. He's one of Mario's taunts. You kind of throw out the cap and take it back. Uh, Zel- or Link is now his Breath of the Wild outfit. And his bombs, instead of just being a bomb, is a remote bomb. So you throw it out and you have to press again to blow it up. Cool. Oh, yeah. cool. Um, is this sword break? Uh, I don't, I don't <laughs> all the time. think so. <laughs> but yeah, you just have to put it away every ten minutes. <laughs> I'm not sure if this was in old Smash Bros. But when he's at full health, if you slash, it does a little beam yeah. attack. Yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Zelda isn't Twilight Princess Zelda anymore. She's actually um, uh, Link, Link Between, Between Worlds, Worlds Zelda, Zelda mm, which yeah. is a nice little touch. Zelda's the boy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's the one le- that can't crawl. It's his legend. And then all of we're the, just living in it. All of the like, uh, I can't remember their names now. All the the spirit people from Breath of the Wild. Oh, the, the champions. Yeah. yeah, the champions. Yeah. Thank you. All of them are Daruk, etc. Daruk, yeah, yeah. And, and all those guys. They're Sandstorm. All, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Uh, they're all Cobra. spirits and pool fights. Rivaldi. Um, yeah, Rivaldi. That's Camel Rivaldi. Man. Yeah, and you you were going to ask what like out of the new characters, right? I, I was. I did want to ask about which of your of the new additions is your yeah. favorite character. Sort of rapid fire here. Yeah. Uh, and which of, in Belmont definitely. Okay. Yeah. definitely. Which yeah. of the forty three Fire Emblem characters? Is <laughs> so we have a we have a feature that that is um, Mitchell, who is sort of intrinsically tied to the Smash Brothers review in a bunch of different facets. He's working on a bunch of features. He's written a best characters for beginners, and I was kind of surprised to see Simon Belmont make that list. Oh, really? Because he looks like a more advanced character, but Mitchell says he's very fun to control. I I keep having moments where I forget about the rollout to this game, and that, oh yeah, Simon Belmont's on this game. All the music is so good. Yeah. Oh man, it has all the great Castlevania. Uh, The Castlevania editions in general are top-notch. The last question that I wanted to ask you... um, so the Switch's install base is much, much higher than it's been in previous Nintendo generations. Uh, a lot of new people are going to be coming to Smash. Do you think that all these new additions, all these multiple characters and variations and all the stages, do you think it's too much? Do you think it's like too overwhelming, too hard to get into for a new a new Smash player? Parts of it are and parts of it aren't. Okay. So, for example, you, there are 74 total unlock like characters that you can have. You only start with eight of them. Okay. You start with the original eight from the N64. Oh, that rules. You unlock them fairly quickly. Like, if you're just playing multiplayer, it's probably every three, four matches you're going to unlock another character. But because there are 63 unlocks, it takes you forever to do that. Right. I remember Um, back on the GameCube doing stuff like uh, setting up a two-player match that are both – like – 
player controlled or whatever. Yeah. And then putting the controllers down and like waiting a day to get yeah. Mew. Like, and then walking off a ledge 150 times in a row to get like somebody else. A lot of weird. So is there weird parameters like that? There, we, Brendan Graber has been trying to decode that stuff. And for the most part, we're feeling like not really as many weird things. There's so much and there's multiple ways to unlock them. You can unlock them through World Light or classic right. mode, but I don't think there's as crazy of little, little, uh, moments. Right. Okay. Uh, and then, the thing that is overwhelming 100% is the levels because there's 108 levels on the level select screen Jeez. and they're all unlocked right away and there's no way to sort them or make the icons bigger. And so if you've never played a Smash Bros. game, you just have this grid this of tiny images of things you don't know it's what crazy. they are. It's yeah. nuts. I mean I would suggest put it on put them on random, random. and just like see what happens yeah. and yeah. just hope you don't get the Pac-Man stage because it's the worst. Pac-Land is terrible. It always has and always, always will be. Can you exclude yep. it? Uh, you can, you can exclude it from random. There you go. Cool. Which is always nice. Yeah. But there's also really, one of my favorite new features is called stage morph, where yeah. you can set, uh, how long into a match it changes from one level to another. Whoa. And it just morphs into another level. Like, yeah. the Pokemon stage. Yeah. Oh, oh that yeah. rules. Yeah. And that's a really, really nice feature just to kind of experience more of that map pool. Mm -hmm. The other nice thing about it is if you're doing an eight player match, which is still chaos, just absolutely illegible, but that's kind of the point. Uh, if you're doing an eight-player map, you can set it so that three-ish minutes in, it goes from a large map to a small map. Uh -huh. And you can just say, all right, we'll start on this big map that can handle eight players. And then once a couple people have been knocked away. Just like smaller. Fortnite. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, what I do like oh, about no. these games for newcomers is that they do school you on a lot of stuff that you probably didn't know about. I've been playing Let's Go Eevee recently, mm -hmm. and the music kicked in, and a bunch of areas, and I'm like, "Hey, it's that song from Smash Brothers." Because <laughs> my exposure to Pokemon, it's like it's through, through Smash, Smash Brothers. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people are going to find out about a lot of like really classic franchises, and also Ice Climbers, which is not, which is not a classic <laughs> franchise. Well, gentlemen, we're still going to continue to talk about Smash, but oh, yeah. we're going to talk about it in the context of my favorite game. Uh, we call it the question block. Yeah, that's Hooray! not a game, actually. Still not a game. No. Uh, Brandon Pruitt writes in and asks, do you think Nintendo will do Smash DLC to coincide with new games, or do you think they all have, they will be hype, unexpected characters like Ryu, Bayonetta, and Cloud, etc.? Mm, so do you question. think that we're gonna see a standard, like, here's a new game, and this character's coming to Smash, or do you think it's going to be outside, like, third party characters? Like, is Ezio gonna show up in Smash? Like, things like that, right? Ooh. Neither is my action. Ooh, it, 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 explain. I think we're not going to see as crazy characters as we did before. I don't mm -hmm. think we're going to get Ezio or any of that stuff. But I also don't think they're going to tie him to games in any way. Oh. I think that they don't know. They know which characters are coming, but I don't think they know when they'll be done with them sure. even, right? I think right. that's going to be a very big moving target for them. They decided a long time ago what these DLC characters were going yeah. to be, I think. And that's why I agree. I don't think it'll be timed with, with anything. We're supposed to but, get one probably every two to three months based on what they said, right? Because there's going to be six, including Piranha Plant, and they have to come out by the end of February of 2020. So okay. about two to three a month. And, but, yeah. or, or I think but I do feel like they also can't be like, you know, I, I love Piranha Plant, but Piranha Plant is a very generic character, yes. right? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. it's a, I don't think they, I think they will be more notable than I that. I totally agree. Well, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to keep paying this. attention yeah. if it's like Piranha Plant. Koopa Troopa. Yeah. Yeah. Turtle. yeah, it's like, okay. It's got to yeah. be some big name. I mean, putting uh, this in writing here, like Ryu, Bayonetta, and Cloud, that's, that's a incredible lineup like that's a that's two of the most iconic best-selling games of all time and then also bayonetta <laughs> so no bayonetta is fine but that's yeah. like that doesn't no, really move right. the, doesn't really move the needle yep. on mpd no, like cloud is freaking humongous oh yeah it's like such yeah. a fan service that was a huge thing right? to yeah. see that happen yeah. so i think we'll get we'll get characters like that i don't know if they'll necessarily be third that party? level or even third party but who else do you go to first party that waluigi 
No oh boy. That's that's uh, the one, right? Waluigi, I will say it again. Waluigi's not going to be in Smash. There's no way that I'm not Mario's having this conversation anymore. He has, uh, he's multiple spirits. He's also an assist trophy, but the spirits actually doesn't count cuz like Mario is also a spirit. Oh, okay. Well then. Yeah. Anyway, Brian Green asks if you could have any <laughs> non-video game character in Smash, who would it be? Non-video game character. I didn't read this question before you asked uh, asked it. Non-video. We'll come game back to character. you, Brian. Let me think about uh, it. Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Yeah, great. Some from Star Wars. <laughs> or Yoda. Yeah. Yoda. Yoda would be good. Uh, for some reason, when I read this question, the first thing that came in my mind was Bruce Willis from The Fifth Element. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I, okay. Great. I just want Bruce Willis from The <laughs> sure. Fifth Element. I just, but that's his, you think but of. That's his name. It's not. It's not. What's his name? Corbin, Corbin Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. It's no. Bruce Willis <laughs> from <laughs> The Fifth Element. Yeah. Like that's his character. Uh, or it's just. Or it's just Bruce Willis, and then he has a bunch of different like skins that you can play. Yeah. <laughs> all of his different characters. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Bruce Willis from Die Hard. Actually, <laughs> that's a better idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm changing my answer. I got one. Okay. I just watched the Sergio Leone Man with No Name trilogy. Okay. So That's want, a deep I, cut. I want, I want Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood in, there. in there. And his final smash is just... Ay, ay, ay. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good one. I'd like to see uh, Steve Brule implemented into this. <laughs> 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 um, all right. Uh, Renato Arraco asks, which IGN staff member should be a Smash character? Tom. Recovery is a little bow tie flying away. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Yep. Yep. That's great. How'd you do that so fast? Because uh, I was looking right? at Tom. Okay. I was like, who could I name? Oh, look, it's Tom. It's Tom. There he yeah. is. Is that Tom? What is? Oh, yeah, it's Tom. I would say uh, Andrew Goldfarb. Yep. But he's just got the Pokemon trainer's move set. And then all the Pokemon <laughs> just come out of his phone. Yeah. That's go. that's a really good one. Mm, yeah. I like that a mm. lot. It's nice. Yeah. Do you guys have any? Who, who, do you have anybody from IGN? a good one. Pear. Pear? Yeah. Too generic. What? <laughs> You'd have to have different color versions. They're all the colors of the Joy-Con? All, all the colors. You just yeah. bury other ca- characters in your GM money. Oh! oh. But <laughs> make it rain. That's a Wario move. That's true. Uh, yeah. I'd go uh, Casey. Casey DeFridis? Yeah. She could yeah. call out Monster Hunter monsters. Yeah. And right. also, we played 1v1 in Smash, and she is crazy good Oh, yeah. She's game. super good. She yeah, would be yeah. mad OP. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Marcelo Spinetta asks, choose Metroid Pl- Prime 4... Plus trilogy announcement or Bayonetta three making an appearance oh, at BJ. Come on, what is what kind Metroid of Metroid Prime Four? What are you crazy? Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially since you bundle about? trilogy <laughs> with four, I think we're gonna have to pick that. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing against Bayonetta. And last question of the week: Dan Schiffmacher writes in and asks, "Is it better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all?" <laughs> what what questions are you picking? I like to pick a couple one. of goofy ones, and I like to yeah, pick a couple one. of serious ones. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, I think I think everyone should be loved at some point, and so I think that's better. Yeah. So I'm going to counter that and say I think everybody should experience a breakup at least once. That too. too. <laughs> yeah. That too. That's yeah. good. Yeah. But I mean, never to be loved at all. It's not. That's not. That's not a good look. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. No. Nobody wants all that. No, <laughs> Tom, you want to weigh in on this loved and lost? Yeah. Not really. Okay. Good enough. <laughs> Tom Marks, diplomatic as always. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show for this week. We are Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's Nintendo show, every Thursday at 3 p.m. right here on IGN.com and every Friday at 3 p.m. on YouTube, which is a whole different platform. Pear, Tom, Brian, Horatio. Zach. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you for coming on and talking about Smash. I'm glad glad that you have your life back now. Well, I'm sure there will be totally much, keep on playing. much smash <laughs> yeah. to be had. And thank you all for watching out there. Uh, guys, have a great week. Come back next week when you can. Get the thing. Brian? Get the thing. Tom? Get the thing? Get the thing. Get the thing. Just get it. Just get it. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. 
Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Bantwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.